Welcome everyone to 451 Degrees. I am Alex Maselli, and today we're going to go over silence and violence, or violence and silence. Holy crap, hold on. I don't know if you guys heard that, but I could hear that, and I didn't, I'm like, for some reason I was getting audio feedback. Okay, so, uh, all right, everyone. Uh, so, just some quick things. Uh, Book Club is on September 25th at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And we are doing The Satanic Verses by Salman Rushdie. Uh, and then uh, there is a poll right now. Do you censor yourself because of the possibility of violence? So let us know. I will close the poll at the end of the night. Okay, so uh, here is our censorship quote. All those people talk so eloquently about getting back to good old-fashioned values. Well, as an old poop, I can remember back to when we had those old-fashioned values, and I say let's get back to the good old-fashioned First Amendment of the good old-fashioned Constitution of the United States. And to hell with the censors. Give me knowledge or give me death. Last uh, episode's quote was by John Milton. Really great writer. Uh, so some banned friends, Paul, or banned famous people too. Uh, Paul Speary, New York Post journalist, was banned from Twitter after pointing out that the FBI didn't raid any of Hillary's homes. Yes, plural for another career politician. Yes. Uh, Twitter banned Speary with no explanation, but the timing is shall we say, pretty fucking obvious. Andrew Tate has been banned from Facebook and Instagram, despite claiming he's received 10,000 death threats a day on Instagram, uh, without any of those people being banned. Of course not. And the reason behind the ban is speech they don't like. Let me be clear. I don't care if Tate called every woman in the world a gold-digging whore and even more colorful four-letter words. I don't believe in banning. Twitter also banned Colin Wright for 12 hours recently for saying something they don't like for a good um, alteration of the uh, trolley cartoon in relation to trans activists. Very good cartoon, by the way, if you haven't seen it. So let's talk about the past two weeks in censorship before we get into the main topic. TikTok has prevented users from searching for certain hashtags related to U.S. election theories in a sign that China is definitely a friend to the Democratic Party, which should be ironic, but isn't even a little bit. Also unsurprising, TikTok employs 300 people who previously worked for state-run media in China, because even when a company looks like it isn't run by the state in China, it is in spirit to show just how much you shouldn't have TikTok. The TikTok in-app browser can log your keystrokes. Keystrokes like your credit card information. So fair warning on that. Greenpeace has a petition to get YouTube to censor ads by BP and Shell because that's going to help the environment instead of, say, cleanup projects, funding waste management research, running breeding programs for endangered wildlife, or habitat protection campaigns. Their claim is that these companies are greenwashing. But then again, so is Google and all the rest of Fane, and I don't see a Greenpeace petition to get them to stop, because if there's one thing environmentalists love more than pretending to care about the environment, 
it's being social media whores. <laughs> All your credit cards are in default, Nanya? Well, good. <laughs> you, you're, you're safe from TikTok. Twitter and Facebook have asked a judge to dismiss Laura Loomer's lawsuit, which I have covered uh, previously in an older 451 Degrees, against them for banning her and deleting her political campaign page off Facebook pretty much immediately because election integrity, right? Loomer's lawsuit claims that um, claims the speech they don't like uh, rules violate RICO laws. And I'm not sure that's the sturdiest claim Loomer could be making, but fingers crossed. Uh, the U.S. Senate has an updated version of COPPA they want to unleash upon the U.S. public that would not just allow but demand that big tech spy on children. You know who else likes to spy on children? Pedophiles. Just fair warning, they, you have that in common. Moms of Liberty claims that PayPal froze their account and based on personal experience, I believe them because they recently froze my account. Not Moms of Liberty, PayPal. PayPal froze my account. In other news, I'm shutting down my PayPal account. Maybe you should do. As I briefly warned my audience last time, destroy any Google or Amazon-based cameras in your homes because neither company has any problem handing over foot that footage to the government without a warrant or hear me out you could train the camera on a video loop of a dog taking a shit if you wanted to troll them just putting it out there this might be the best option since amazon is turning rain camera feeds into a re reality tv show since they know some of the footage goes viral if you have one, take a hammer to your ring camera while saying, fuck you, Bezos. They can put that in their show. Your next mission, if you should choose to accept it, is to stop shopping at Whole Foods. Because if you don't want Amazon to have your fingerprints, they are rolling out IDs, uh, palm IDs for payment. Because buying organic cookies are now akin to bleeding edge weapons tech. I'll have to get a harness and rappel down to get my cookies next time. <laughs> you would like to not use PayPal, Beverly, uh, but you currently have to. I suggest Stripe. That's what I use as my alternative currently. Um, so that is just my two cents on what is probably better. Uh, Stripe does have some international payments. So if you are having an issue wherein you can't quite, like, you need international payments as well. My suggestion to you is to use them. They're not perfect. They're not going to be available for everything, but they they are going to be more available and so far less of a hassle, honestly, than PayPal has been. That's my suggestion anyway. Uh, in other news, the WEF wants AI to find speech they don't like on the internet, and I want that AI to become self-aware and turn into I am from I have no mouth and I must dream, and have Klaus has, as his favorite chew toy. The WF are also helping Trudeau on his path to becoming more like his real father by partnering, partnering sorry, with the Canadian government on digital IDs because collectivists love dictators and knowing where their citizens are at all times. Twitter is gearing up for election season for all the fortifying they're going to have to do to protect democracy from, you know, 
free speech, people, and um, democracy. To give you a taste of what they will do, Twitter banned Dr. Drew Montez Clark the day before the primary after a tweet of his which showed he was gunning for big tech if elected. They've also banned a bunch of people complaining about men playing women's sports because Twitter mods get off on watching men contact women in full contact sports. There's another way to get your jollies off, and it's called porn. They've also, they're also working on a new coddling feature for people who are worried about their feelings getting hurt in the replies, i.e. locking down who can reply to things and hiding replies. Apple is stalling a major Telegram update, and founder of Telegram, Pavel Durov, acknowledges that if it is bad for the popular app, it must be much worse for smaller app developers, because we all know Apple doesn't care about freedom of the market or otherwise, what with their attempts to prevent the dissolution of slave labor in China. You think I'm joking, and fuck I wish I was. ID me is being sued. Remember them? Ian and I talked about that company on in a live re Great Reset episode. Well, they're being sued for violating the Illinois Biometric Information Privacy Act. And I found a sport I actually like, rooting for lawsuits against the government and technocrats. <laughs> Facebook has blocked the hashtag died suddenly because it's the only way they can sleep at night since they censored all the posts that have could have prevented those sudden deaths. The, this is, this adds to the hashtag, um, this adds the hashtag to the Facebook hall of infamous tags included our revolution and save the children because Facebook is clearly hoping QE2 will rule the U S again. Yay. Monarchy. Facebook is also gaslighting users about the IRS wanting their new hires to be armed and able to use lethal force by labeling screenshots of the job posting as misleading or partly false. They also banned the Children's Health Defense for uh, information they don't like, despite the fact that the Children's Health Defense is already suing them because Facebook wants the justice system to spank them harder. <laughs> Info from Twitter's internal messaging system, this is great, by the way, this is awesome, showed that the White House urged them to ban Alex Berenson, and then Twitter banned Alex Berenson. So, more su support for any lawsuit that shows the Biden administration violated the First Amendment. Again, water is wet. Bing also censored search results for Berenson's Substack, and the three people, including Beverly, who still use Bing search, were sorely disappointed. Sorry, Beverly. Keep using Brave Search because uh, Google continues to fuck with your search results, and of course, is ramping up that fuckery since it is an election year. Seriously, knock Google off their pedestal as the best search engine because they are the best at lying to you. <laughs> you use brave i know i'm just kidding <laughs> the dictator of new york state is telling people that they can't say salesman anymore because language has to be gender neutral i'm sure the rape laws will not be included in this new sweep of gender neutral laws because words are more damaging obviously 
Remember, public, uh, publicly funded institutions are only beholden to federal regulations and not the First Amendment, and that's why it's acceptable for UMass Law to ban speech that may hurt people's feelings. Also, similarly, Lambda, a UK drama school, wants students to tattle on their peers for hurting feelings. If you needed any more proof that in loco parentis has taken over universities, there it is. Universities have become daycare centers. Robert Malone is suing the Washington Post for defamation, and we're all rooting for him to wipe the floor with them. Now let's go on to the real topic, unless anyone has any more to say about the wonderful news that we're getting lately. It's so uh, fun, isn't it? Uh, all right. I was, I'm, I'm looking at chat. I'm not seeing anything. Remember to vote in the poll. Uh, so far, we're at a resounding 77% on the nose. That's good news. I like that. I like hearing that. So main topic. Let's talk about violence. <laughs> Judson... Pinson says of Robert Malone's lawsuit, I hope he wins a butt ton of money. I do too. The Washington Post, I mean, it's just Bezos's propaganda tool at this point. I, I, I mean, that's what it seems like to me. But anyway, let's talk about violence. Does it silence people? I argue it does not, for the most part. Unless the violence actually results in the death of the speaker. That's kind of obvious. Uh, recently, there have been some very public violent attacks on speakers. On March 27th, Will Smith got on the Oscar stage and slapped Chris Rock for a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's bald head. And Chris Rock said he shook that shit off. On May 3rd, at the Hollywood Bowl, a man rushed a stage and knocked Dave Chappelle to the ground. He had a knife. After security took the man away, Chris Rock asked if he was Will Smith. Because, obviously, he told a joke. Chappelle went on with the show and even joked that the attacker was a trans man. Many other comedians supported Ch Chappelle that night, both with words and actions, with Jamie Foxx rushing on stage and Jimmy Carr posting a picture of himself and Chappelle on Twitter. To show how much these events have silenced Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, the two have a show in London in September. Because... They're not going to be silenced by this. On August 10th, I started my notes for this episode. As you know by now, I always include a quote about censorship or free speech to start things off. On that day, I chose this quote. What is freedom of expression? Without the freedom to offend, it ceases to exist. That beauty is by Salman Rushdie. A few days later, on August 12th, at... A stage in New York, a man rushed the stage and stabbed Salman Rushdie several times. Salman Rushdie is a brilliant novelist, having written Midnight's Children. I've always found his prose beautiful, his stories funny and deep, and his themes thought-provoking. In 1988, he published The Satanic Verses, and in 1989, the Iranian, Iranian leader, Ayatollah Khomeini, put a fatwa on his head, for that novel with a bounty of $3 million. Two translators for the novel have been stabbed to death. For 
quite a while after the Iranian bounty had been issued, Rushdie had lived under a lot of security. But in the last several years, this security has been lessened as the threat seemed distant. It sadly was not. The subject of Rushdie's speech was going to be about the safe haven quality of the United States for writers. Rushdie was stabbed 10 times. Rushdie is in recovery, but it will be a long one. His plans to tour the United States to give speeches on its place as an asylum for writers will not go forward at this time because of the extent of his injuries. So the attack has silenced those speeches. Will he remain silent? My guess, given what his son said, free speech is the whole thing, the whole ball game. Free speech is life itself. I seriously doubt it. On the same day of the stabbing, The Satanic Verses became one of the top purchased books on Amazon, and Rushdie's other novels also went up in purchases. So clearly the attack meant that created, so clearly the attack created an upsurge of people reading the thoughts that Muslim extremists would rather the world not experience. Did the attack silence other writers? Pen America, organized a public reading of Rushdie's work outside the New York Public Library, and many writers took part. Nobel laureates and Booker Prize winners also spoke out in support of Rushdie, as did the Booker Prize organization. I have yet to see a novelist or Western writing organization say they support the attack, and any I look up who have something to say are stating that they condemn the attack and that there is no justification for it. What about non-writers? The tenor of Twitter, the public square, has been overwhelmingly in support of Rushdie. Even many non-Westerners, even some Muslims, have condemned the attack. The few people I've found on Twitter supporting against violence, against blasphemy, have been ratioed into oblivion after the attack. Does it chill some people? Obviously. Some people value peace above freedom. Some people are without any hope, and the attack is just another sign to be quiet. Some people just want to go along to get along. But the value hierarchy of everyone has been tested with this, with each subsequently more violent attack. Many people are in action showing that in the hierarchy of their values, free speech is above peaceful existence. This is good. In 2011, the headquarters of the French satirical magazine, Charlie Hebdo, were destroyed in a bomb, but the magazine lived on. In 2015, two men attacked the magazine's office, killing 17 people there. You can still buy a subscription to the magazine seven years later. Violence is not a reason to stop speaking. It is a reason to speak more. If you truly believe in the phrase, live free or die, that means not allowing these attacks to silence you. It is truly inspiring to see so many people speaking out after an attack. For many of us, violence only galvanizes us into more speech. It has not stopped me and it shouldn't stop you. I talk on this show about a lot of different forms of censorship from the government, from big tech, 
from social media campaigns, from industry kowtowing. But I have not talked enough about the worst kind of censorship, the one imposed on the self. Do not let fear override principle. Do not let pragmatism dispel freedom. Do not give violent people the power to still your tongue. If you have something to say about a group of people who may become violent, protect yourself, but do not silence yourself. Do not do their dirty work for them. No peace is worth that suffering. No peace is worthy of your silence. Write the novel, the article, the podcast you want. Go to that protest and damn the power of violence over the power of the pen. Your voice can be part of the wave that shows that violence will not win this fight. But I do suggest taking precautions. If the threat of violence is rational, precautions don't mean be quiet. They mean be prepared. You can also support people who take on that greater risk, like Rushdie, like Unsafe Space, which we do with this episode and with our upcoming book club for the Satanic Verses. You could also be part of that book club, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. By the way, I've already started the book, and I'm already enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I know when I announced that that's what we were doing on the short, that we had some people saying stuff like, oh, it's not that good or whatever. But um, it's magic realism, which means I love it. I've already read Midnight's Children and Shame, and I loved both those books. Those books were so good. Midnight's Children was especially amazing. Um, And I know that... um, uh, Yeah, Judson says that he liked... He or she, I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, I liked Midnight's Children better than Satanic Verses. I really loved Midnight's Children, uh, but so far I am very much enjoying the Satanic Verses. I'm, I'm finding it really amazing. And I am I am very, very happy that so many people have already um, decided that they're going to read it anyway. I mean, I, I think that's beautiful. That's a beautiful message here. Yes, none yet. The pen is mightier than the sword. <laughs> and no, you did not just make that up. So uh, if uh, I think I'm going to end the chat and the poll, not the chat. You guys can keep chatting. <laughs> and what do we got? We have got... of people saying that they do not let uh, the possibility of violence silence them. 21% said yes, and 21% said not sure. I do, I am still happy with this idea that um, a majority, anything over 50% is a majority, uh, are not allowing violence to silence them. And hopefully what I've said here uh, is helpful to you to understand why you should not silence yourself. It, I know that it's scary. The idea that someone could be threatening your life is scary. But the problem is that a lot of people who are willing to do violence, they don't care what reason you give them. So you might as well still live your life. And that, that's the important part here is that part of using your voice is that 
that's how you're living. You're living through your voice. So it's very important that you not allow them to curb your ability to speak, to say the things you believe in. <laughs> you haven't had the threat of violence yet. That's, un that's understandable. If push comes to shove. Right now, I don't know. Yes. Uh, it We're getting, I mean, as Unsafe Space gets more into this territory, we put more of a target on ourselves. But I don't think, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. I, I'm going to say that so far I'm enjoying the Satanic Verses and so far I'm, I'm going to keep reading it. I'm going to keep reading Salman Rushdie and I hope others do as well. I enjoy his work. I think he's a brilliant writer and I think his thoughts are kind of amazing. And I do appreciate how much he has supported free speech throughout his life. He's been tested this whole time. He's been tested for more than uh, for 30 years and he's not given up on free speech yet. And I think that's a testament to his principles and to the principle of free speech. Well, that is probably everything I'm going to do uh, for tonight. I hope you guys liked having the chat up. I wanted to have it up for you guys to see so that you guys could see what um, was going on there. But I'm only one person on the stream, so it's a lot easier to have it up there. Anyway, tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern is Rebel Civics. And also tomorrow... 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern is Dangerous Thoughts. Thursday is Token Minority Report at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And that is with Beverly and I. And we are covering Day Shift and Uncharted. Uh, and then if you could, you missed the Eternal Fireplace, Nanya? <laughs> I could bring it back if you wanted. Um, but I was trying to go with a um, kind of more tech-based look, but I can consider it if you guys want to back. Uh, just let me know. You like the tech background, Beverly? Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, do fiery tech background. Yes, we'll meet in the middle with the fiery deck. I can look up for one of those. I didn't see if I can't find one. I used to make jokes when I did the book reviews that I was throwing the book into that fire in the, in the old background. And I know not everyone likes a digital background, but my bed's behind me and that's all there is. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. We, uh, I do think this is probably one of the most important subjects because we really, really should not be silencing ourselves over violence. It's just not, um, it's, I do believe it's worth dying for to be able to speak freely. It is definitely worth dying for. But please like, share, subscribe, and I will see you guys next time. And we can roll those credits. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate.
You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production may increase your carbon footprint. Please eat the bugs to offset your impact. Association with the following co-conspirators will result in a fine of 150 ESG points. I think we can agree that the FBI's track record speaks for itself. Experts agree that 87,000 new tax collectors will make inflation feel like less of a problem. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.